Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, I'm Peter Seabrook, here to exchange the latest news, views and a bit of timely advice on all matters gardening. Later on, I'll be speaking to George Hillier from that famous Hillier Nursery family. My thanks to our sponsor, Hayloft Nurseries. What a weekend's weather. My godfathers. I travelled up to Leeds on uh, Saturday uh, and the uh, cross winds and the rain, I tell you, got me moving in the wrong direction several times and my heart goes out to those farmers and growers whose fields are swamped in water uh, and polytunnels with the cover just blown to the four winds. When I got my spade out... uh, yesterday then digging in my own garden I found that water actually ran in the bottom of the trench that's the first time that's happened this year and from my point of view on the east coast that of course is a benefit if we can get what we call full field capacity the ground full of moisture then in the dry parts of the country then we're pretty well set for hot spells in June and July. Those people with gardens underwater, well, I tell you, my heart just goes out to you. Nothing you can do at all except leave well alone, keep off it and and let the water sort of sink and drain through a bit, especially if it's heavy soil. The one thing we never do is to tread about on wet, heavy clay soil. It just consolidates it and makes life really difficult. Life goes on, of course, uh, and in terms of uh, news flashes, the Nash Gallery in Kew Gardens is hosting the 13th International Garden Photographer of the Year competition. Uh, You'll need to be quick because uh, it ends there on the 7th of March. It moves then to other galleries across the UK and indeed in uh, Ireland and Germany. If you can make it, you'll see some absolutely stunning works. Quite a number with three-dimensional quality. I hadn't realised that with digital cameras today, you can take a whole series of pictures almost at an instant uh, so that you get sharpness in the depth of field from very close up right the way into the distance and it makes the pictures have a sort of three-dimensional effect. There are really some quite remarkable pictures. If you can't make the exhibition, then uh, there is a book. Uh, And if you go to the website, www.nashgallery.org, 
igpoty.com. That's International Garden Photographer of the Year. Then you can see all the details of both the exhibition and the pictures. I need to remind people too that the RHS apprenticeship applications close on the 1st of March. There are 16 spaces at Wisley, Hyde Hall, Harlow Carr, Rosemore, uh, and the New Garden at uh, Bridgewater up in the northwest. So if you know of a young person that uh, needs to be trained in horticulture, well, then an apprenticeship at the RHS will really set you up. I was interested too to see uh, a new tomato called Yume. That's a funny name. Y O O. M. Uh, it got the top award at Fruit Logistica in Berlin recently uh, and got the award for uh, flavour, so I'll be looking forward to trying that. I also hear too that the City of London has given planning permission for the largest green wall in Europe. It's situated at 6165 Holborn Viaduct and it'll cover 11 storeys with uh, 3,700 square metres of a green wall needing 400,000 plants. The developers claim it will uh, absorb something like nine tonnes of carbon dioxide and generate seven tonnes of oxygen. I would also say it should clean the air a bit too because once you get plants growing and a bit of... uh, condensation on the leaves then dust particles stick to them and it would reduce pollution and of course absorbs sound yeah things just keep going on let's get down to the basics of gardening i've just been shaking the last compost from a begonia tuber the variety santa cruz boy does that produce a huge tuber Uh, It's as much as I can lift. Uh, It must be a foot across and nine inches deep. Now, if you go to the garden centres, of course, you'll see much smaller uh, begonia tubers uh, and they need to be set into growth now. If I'm using the ordinary small ones, then I pop them in a polythene bag with some damp compost in the top of the airing cupboard. I need to... uh, look at them quite regularly and then as soon as I can see the white root beginning to show through the compost and the pink or red new growth coming then they're taken out and potted up and put on a really nice warm light windowsill to get well established. Now if you are potting begonia tubers what it's worth doing is to drop them down a bit If, once they've grown, you can put an inch of compost on the top, it will improve the anchorage. You know, just hold those stiff stems upright uh, and you won't need to stake quite so often. So when you pot, make sure that they're down in the pot a bit so they can be covered with compost. I've also made a start on pruning roses. Usually uh, I recommend the third week in March, but you know it's been very mild this winter. Stuff is beginning to shoot and move, and if uh, roses are pruned when the sap is really flowing, then they can bleed at the cuts, and it will check the growth a little bit. So I think this year is a time to uh, just be a week or two earlier. 
when it comes to the bush roses, you know, the large single bloom hybrid tea or the multi-flowered uh, floribunda type roses, then I like to cut them hard. You know, if you prune back to about a foot, boy, that'll make them grow. The advice really needs to be uh, tempered a little bit because the harder you cut, the fewer stems you get with the better quality and larger blooms on those stems. If you prune uh, lighter, so we're talking about two foot up, I suppose, then you get far more flowers, but they're not of such good quality. So what do I do? Prune really hard most years, and then just occasionally uh, I'll give the uh, bushes a break and let them uh, grow mass flowering, but the individual blooms not quite so large. What's on? Well, half-term, family fun at most of the Royal Horticultural Society gardens. So uh, if you're looking for something for youngsters to do and you're anywhere near one of those gardens, Rosemore down in the southwest, Hyde Hall in Essex, Wisley, Surrey or Harlow Car up in Yorkshire, then just check the weekends uh, and take the family along. I think you'll find there'll be plenty for the young people to do. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. My guest this week is George Hillier. Now, most of us in the garden and horticultural world respect that name, Hillier, probably one of the most uh, famous international tree shrub nurseries in the country. Uh, and George, you're the fifth generation Hillier. What's it like to have the responsibility of that uh, dynasty, you know, quite a family <laughs> to continue? Yeah, well, it's, um, I'd be lying if I said I'd never felt any pressure but at the same time, I think, you know, I, I, with with the history and the legacy and the, everything that's gone before, it, it's really very exciting. And I'm enormously proud to be part of a family business which has done so much in terms of keeping and looking after green spaces in our in our country and throughout the world. So it, 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 sometimes you do feel the pressure and you certainly don't want things to go wrong on your watch. But it, it's it's really I, I see it as a massive positive. Yeah, um, you know, and and to be part of a fifth generation family businesses don't always last that long. 
we're all still very much involved and very passionate about this business that we're involved in. I mean, obviously, I know your dad, Robert, uh, and your uncle, John. I mean, both of them have a phenomenal plant knowledge. That's sort of something to live up to. Um, yeah. but, the, but the company is, is um, so big now in terms of garden centres, nurseries, specimen trees. Presumably, there are jobs for your six uh, fellow members of the family. You know, it can, it can be sort of spread out. We're not, we're not all involved in, in the business directly. But yeah, the, the business has come on an awful lot certainly uh, in the last, a lot in the last 10 years. And I suppose realistically, uh, retail, the garden centre side of the business probably makes up 85% of our of our turnover. So certainly the lion's share, but, but actually we're, you know, we're, we're still very passionate about growing. We grow the widest range and, and best quality trees and shrubs um in 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 the uk which is which is absolutely brilliant and i think as 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 people become more and more aware of the environmental issues that we that we face that side and the growing side of our business will become more and more important you know we as a we as a business peter are producing thirty-five thousand new trees a year um, Fantastic and, news! Yeah. And when when you think about that in the context of carbon sequestration, um, it, everybody is becoming very aware of just how important that is. And so, um, you know, I'm enormously proud as a family member to be associated with that. But we have to do. Everybody has to do more. We have to do more. The local authorities have to do more. We have to plant more trees. It's as simple yeah. as that. And, and George, where is your specific day-to-day interest? Uh, uh, are you uh, actively involved in garden centres or, or in the specimen trees? Where's your... Uh... So, so I, I, I was slightly the black sheep of the family, I suppose, because I was always interested in the retail side of the business where traditionally family members have tended to, to, to be on the growing side or on the or selling the trees side. Whereas I was always very passionate about retail. And I remember, I think I was probably about 15 or certainly 16 years old when I first started in the garden centers. And I, I started as a, as a, what we called a trolley boy. So I was literally somebody that would collect the trolleys from the car park and then and then stack them ready for customers to come and use or help loading heavy goods, compost, all the rest of it. But George, don't you think that's a wonderful training ground? I remember old Mr Fenwick with the garden centres in Colchester and Ipswich on a Saturday and Sunday, he used to be the barrow boy helping the customers because he would greet them on the way in and he would also hear all of the grumbles or the praise on the way out. I mean, yeah. it's a great place to understand people, isn't it? It is. It's a great place to really understand what drives our customers to come in and what they're looking for and the sort of experience that they're looking for when they come to the garden centre. Because as you're right, as you're loading compost in the car or answering questions, you will hear the feedback from people who are either just arriving or people who are just leaving. So it is the perfect training ground for the beginning of a, a career in, in, in horticultural retail. But yeah, so I, 
I, I did that first. And then when I started work full time, I was in the garden centers and I sort of worked my way up to garden center manager. And then ultimately, after having some experience outside our family business as well, um, I ended up coming back uh, to the business and, and in my current role as, as director of property. I'm involved in all the departments across our business um, in all aspects to do with property and, and business development, right down to some of the more basic stuff like building maintenance and contracts and franchises and things like that. But it's a, it, it's a, it's a really fantastic role. I really enjoy the role that I, that I currently have. I, I get involved in many aspects of what we do. And as a member of the board, obviously, I'm actively involved in, in, in the most senior level of decision making for the business. So it's, it's been great fun, a great journey. And uh, we've come a long way, but there's still a lot, a lot more we'd like to do, Peter. <laughs> but yeah, well, I, I've got here in front of me a page torn from the RHS Garden magazine, dated April uh, 2014, with a picture of the first shop of Hillier's yeah. uh, way back in the 1880s. So in some ways, uh, you're, you're in the footsteps of yeah. the pioneer member of the family, a, a really lovely old shop which says uh, Nursery Seed, Hillier's yeah. and Floral Depot. 95 jury. Now you're going to reproduce something like this, aren't you, at the Chelsea Flower Show? Yeah, so this year, Peter, is obviously a, a really important year for us. We, we currently have 74 consecutive gold medals at the Chelsea Flower Show, and we'd really love to make that 75. So we are, we are going uh, all out this year at Chelsea, and, and we decided that actually the the best way to do that was to to show some of the history of the business and and what better way than to than to recreate one of those original shop fronts i know exactly the shot you're talking about i i can see it in my mind's eye and it's it's a fantastic picture and it shows what our business was when when we when we first set out well now looking at that picture there's one of the shop assistants standing at the door yeah with a waistcoat and a really big apron. Yeah. And so, George, I expect to see you at Chelsea <laughs> appropriately dressed. Yeah. Well, I, I certainly will, but I can't promise it will be the original apron, but we'll certainly have something very similar to it. And at Chelsea, you'll be back on, on what I always saw as the Hillier site at the monument. You'll be building around the monument again? Yeah, we will. And, you know, this is going to be, I think uh, this is going to be the, the, the biggest display we've ever had. That's, that's really exciting in itself. Well, if, you, if you go way back, if you go right back to the beginning, it, it used to be that, that plant growers and tree growers would, would have a roped off area at Chelsea and they'd drive up, they'd bring their van, they unload their goods, they'd stand there with an order book and, and take orders. And that and that was pretty much what how Chelsea began. But certainly now, and in the modern modern Chelsea Flower Show, it is literally about inspiring people to enjoy gardening and to enjoy making the most of the the, the green living space that they that they have. And Chelsea 
has become more and more about that. So what we're producing now is very much a, a garden that inspires people to just enjoy their gardens and enjoy to enjoy plants and to see how they work together to create special places that you can use for entertainment, for relaxing, for mindfulness, you know, all those things that are so important to us in, in our modern and very busy lives. Um, to take time and to spend time in the garden is becoming really, really important. And that, that's part of what Chelsea is all about too. But yeah, Peter, you're right. It's going to be a big display this year and we are around the monument. Um, we're going to have loads of trees in there, and that's always one of the one of the favourite parts about Chelsea and seeing how the public react. You know, because they 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 come in and they look at these huge trees that we've put up, and they think, surely they haven't just just brought that in and it and it's it's here in some sort of a pot. But we we cleverly disguise all that so that it becomes part of the garden. And part of our objective is to create a garden that looks like it's been there and developed there over years and years and years, not the six weeks or eight weeks that actually we've taken to put the whole thing together. Could you give some advice for those people who are going to Chelsea for the first time? I mean, uh, is there a good time to come and look at your exhibit? Uh, if they want advice, um, what's the best thing to do? Well, do you know what? Actually, we so we involve all our staff at Chelsea and we give everybody the opportunity to, to go up and help us to man the stand. So that would mean we've got experts from every part of our business, but we have them positioned at stations all the way around the, sta the stand because, as you say, it, it, it's quite big. But we always make sure that we've got people on hand there to answer people's questions because we you know we we get lots of questions um most of them are about horticulture not all of them <laughs> but most <laughs> most of them are but we we actually make sure that we've got people there that can answer questions it's always sensible to take a notebook and pen isn't it, it is <laughs> it is and you know what actually now that that's really important but these days as well, so is um, making sure you've got plenty of charge in your phone so that you can take pictures. Um, and we always make sure that everything's labelled correctly on our stands so that, um, so that we can, uh, you know, people can get pictures of plants and then make sure that they've got the right variety and specimen as well so that they can they can take that away and recreate something that they've seen at chelsea in their in their own gardens but but yeah i'm um, uh, george i'm all for the mobile phone to photograph the plant and to photograph the, the label, label yeah. yeah but i think some people take so many pictures that they don't see the show no i don't you yeah, think it's important do, to, do, to actually you do sometimes see people who spend the entire thing behind a behind a lens and then Obviously, they've got a lot of good good pictures, but you've, what you've got to do is make sure that you get your head up and enjoy what's around you because it's a really... I mean, the Chelsea Flower Show is the best flower show in the world. And what you see there is is breathtaking and inspiring. And you've got to make sure that you take your opportunity while you're there to, to enjoy it. Oh, and I've got another tip, Peter. And this is a top tip. And that's footwear. <laughs> choose, choose your footwear wisely, because you will you will have uh, quite quite a fair bit of acreage to cover, 
And if you're if you've if you've gone for style over substance, you might find it quite uncomfortable. George, meeting the great British public's always fun. Uh, what's the best question you've been asked, and the worst? Oh, now, okay, uh, that that's an easy one to answer, Peter. So the. I think the best question and the one that we all, it, it seems to come up almost every year, but we always have a little chuckle about it. And that's because in the pavilion where we're putting these really quite mature trees in um, and you've got all this wonderful flora and fauna from really all, all around the world, um, you quite often get visitors uh, in the form of birds and there will always be a pigeon or a blackbird that will come in. And because it's quite nice and warm and there's something about the environment in there, obviously it's a very natural uh, environment. And the birds quite often like to sing. They get themselves up in a nice big tree somewhere <laughs> near the, the warmth that's coming through from the, from, from the pavilion and they sing. And quite often members of the public will say, it, A, is it real? <laughs> and, and, and B, have you have you put it there deliberately or taught it to sing? And uh, we we always have a bit of a chuckle about that one. And 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 uh, uh, the worst question we we get asked is always, uh, and it and it's probably every other question, which is um, uh, lovely lovely garden, but can you tell me where the toilets are, please? <laughs> <laughs> which is one we get an awful lot as as, as well. Yeah. Perhaps a little bit too much pims. <laughs> <laughs> and then what about the new plants? Hilliers always have new plants. What should the visitor be looking for that uh, is new and a, a good topic of conversation? We've got some really exciting new plants for the show this year, um, Peter. I'm, I'm not going to reveal what they are today because we're going to do that as, a, as an exclusive on our press launch for Chelsea, which I know you're coming to. Well, I, uh, I, I hear rumours of an agapanthus, George. Come on now. You... <laughs> All I can say is we've got some really exciting plants, Peter, and I'm really looking forward to making sure that they, that they get out there. And make sure if you're going to the show... Make sure you, that you have a look at the RH stand with all the new plants on because, uh, you know, <clears throat> everybody will be bringing some new plants. And every year it's, uh, it's a really exciting part of the show, so make sure you get to see it. Well, uh, well, we'll be submitting five new plants, George, so uh, there'll be some uh, strong competition with you, you know. Whilst I wish you every success, uh, <laughs> that is qualified a little bit. Yes. <laughs> no, I know. And, and you know what? It's great. It's great. You know, one, one of the things I really love about this industry is there, there, there is competition and we, um, we, we, we often go toe to toe with, with, with our competitors, but there's a very, there, there's something unique about this industry and the way that we work with, with other organizations within it. And, and that's that we all have an understanding that at the end of the day, we're, 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 we're friends, we're colleagues, and we share and we learn from each other. Um, and that, that, I think, is quite unique to our industry. I would agree. Don't you, don't you think that we fight the weather together? Yeah, we do. Because you know, if the weather goes against us, we're all in trouble, yeah, aren't we? No, yeah, and that, and that, is, that is definitely enemy number one. Uh, finally, George, uh, you have... Uh, is it 12 garden centres now? We have 17. 
17 garden centres. And and for those people who are not able to get to the Chelsea Flower Show, will some of those new plants that you're launching and some of the other things that you will have on display, will uh, the ordinary gardener be able to see those? Definitely. So every garden centre that we have, all 17 sites, um, will have within them a very comprehensive display in the build-up and during the Chelsea period, showing people a taste of what we've actually got at the show. And that will include all our new plant launches. So if you can't get to the show and you want to have a look at what a, a, a part of the display will look like, go to any of our garden centres and speak to our staff and they'll be really happy to show you show you what we've done. George, thank you very much for joining us today. Look forward to seeing you on the nursery for the press preview yes. and much more toe-to-toe at Chelsea <laughs> in the Great Pavilion. Yes. I wish you another gold. Uh, uh, and with that, we might get a silver or a silver gilt, you know, who knows? Uh, no, I wish you all the best. And thanks ever so much for the chat, Peter. All the best. It's reassuring to hear from people who are listening to the podcast. And uh, this week, I went to Grange Nurseries uh, at Paddlesbridge and there are two ladies there at reception who apparently listen regularly and quite like the tone of my voice. Actually, uh, another person I met uh, listens at night and finds that it's a very good... uh, way to fall asleep so my voice must be somewhat soporific Uh, i rather hope that uh, you're not going to sleep as you're listening to this today i do thank however our sponsor hayloft nurseries and my producer rich jarman and of course you for listening and if you're just nodding off sweet dreams Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.